Thanksgiving goes to you. Our thanksgiving goes to you, our almighty God. Our thanks. Thanksgiving shows a heart of gratitude. And it's a humble humility connected with Thanksgiving. And we show that we know that He is God and He's the one we're thankful to. Yes. Amen. So you had some things, even this morning, were you going to share some of that? The Lord was giving you? Yeah, first of all, Father, in Jesus' name, we pray for Israel. Our prayer is, save your nation, Israel. Bless your heritage, God. Shepherd them. Elevate and lift them up forever in Jesus' name. We lift up our United States of America. The peoples, the leaders, for your purpose, Lord, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We woke up with life and breath this morning. You have a purpose for us for this new day. We thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. So, yeah, whenever we're going to share, we, on a Sunday, we share together. Like, what is, what's the Lord putting on your heart? So we each had, obviously, Steve started with thankful, and then he gave me his notes, and then I made notes on that. And those are the scriptures that we gave joy to um, for the screen. But during the night, I got up. It was about 3.30. And just drink of water, go to the bathroom. I just walked around the house. But I, oh, I forgot it. I need a hymn book. Someone grabbed me a hymn book from someplace. They're probably in the back there. I just started to get the first verse of I Surrender All. And um, I knew the words to that. And thank you. I'll let you find it. And I just thought, Lord, this is my prayer. Right now, 3.30 a.m. in the morning, this is my prayer. I went and got our hymn book off my mom's piano. And I just felt to kneel by my, um, what's a sunroom chair? It's where I have my quiet time. I have a little flashlight that I sometimes use during the night. If I wake up and I will look in the word at a particular scripture reference. But as I was kneeling by the chair, I was reminded 
of in the past how we've had a focus here on choosing that low door of humility uh, with the Lord, set aside um, our pride, our plans, um, our way of doing things and just saying, Lord, I want to give it to you. So that's what I did unexpectedly this morning. <laughs> I had my own little private time of humbling myself. And that's what a thankful heart is. It's a humble heart. When our heart is thankful, it's a humble heart. We're thankful to God because we're saying, we're not the ones that know it all. You do. Thankfulness is humility in action. That's it. Unthankfulness is pride in action. Yes. So anyway, I was kneeling there, and I forgot to tell Joy that I might use these words, but all to Jesus I surrender. Lord, even now as I read these, Lord, if it could go beyond my heart to each heart here, all to him I freely give. And I was kneeling by my chair, and I thought, freely give. Freely give it. Not just because it's Thanksgiving and, oh, it's time to sing thanks or give thanks, but it's like a lifestyle, freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live. Daily live. Whether you're siding a house or cleaning a house or whatever you're doing, daily live. In his presence, daily live. Second verse, all to Jesus I surrender humbly. At his feet I bow. I was bowing. Worldly pleasures all forsaken. Take me, Jesus. Take me now. Take all of me. That was just my prayer. Third verse, all to Jesus I surrender. Make me Savior, holy thine, entirely yours. Let me feel you, Holy Spirit. Truly know that thou art mine. Last verse, all to Jesus I surrender. Lord, I give myself to thee. I give. I give. It's a choice. That's what it is. Humility is a choice, but thankfulness, it's a choice. I've said that before. It doesn't work for Steve to tell me to get humble or be thankful as much as when I, it's like, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm giving myself to you, Lord. I would, I would, take, I would take a whole new, another level of humility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd have to deal with it, huh? Fill me with thy love and power. Let thy blessing fall on me. And so, Lord, this is our prayer. 
I surrender all this morning. We know this is the Sunday before Thanksgiving, and we had planned a message on being thankful, but this part of us, Lord, we want to be real with you. Each one of us, very real with you. So we love you this morning. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, and we're thankful that we have a God who we know loves us, is yes. loving Abba, Father, God to us, who is Almighty God, but who is love. He really yes. cares about us. Yes. I mean, we're thankful that we have that kind of a God. That's who God is yes. that, that we can surrender to. I forgot. I didn't realize till I saw my journal. Just I just wrote that this morning. After that, I walked outside <laughs> with my slippers and bathrobe, and I stood, and I looked at the heavens. I circled. I just looked up at the heavens, and it made me realize just what you said. He is God Almighty. He is the one that's in control. And he's allowing me to live for his purpose. And so, um, and then I said the words of that first verse outside as I was under the stars. So that's it. Well, I had something else than what I'm going to share with you planned also for some time already. Maybe I'll share. It'll probably be some time around Touchpoint or something. I'll share that or maybe here. But halfway through the week, I don't know what day it was, I woke up and I realized the 19th. This is November 19. And then I realized this was the day on November 19, three years ago, that my mother passed to heaven, that she transitioned to heaven. And I, I you know, I just realized that, that this was the day. And um, in 2020, and I couldn't get that off of my thoughts. And I am so thankful that I know that one day I will see my mother again face to face. Yes. I know this. Yeah. I know I will see her again. Because of our wonderful God who has brought salvation to us yes. through his son, Jesus Christ. Yes. And yes, I know this. And you know what? We will know each other in heaven. I will know her, and she'll know me. Um, you know, I've, I've had some people, in fact, I've even heard it taught that we won't know each other, or we... And that never set very well with my spirit when I hear that, because something seems strange about it. 
you know, like we'd have some kind of eternal amnesia or something, you know, where <laughs> you just, we don't remember things. And particularly people, you know, the people, our loved ones, you know, our parents or siblings, other loved ones, uh, those, you know, and we think of those that have gone before us to heaven. You know, our relationships here on earth, they mean more to us than anything else on earth next to God. You know, God is number one always. But I love my mom and dad. You might notice I said that in present tense. And I miss them, I do miss them. And many other people I've come to know in my lifetime, a lot of people that have been in this church over the many years that have now gone on to heaven. Um, and I've grown to love them, you know, those relationships we have. And I desire to be where they are. Uh, and I want them to be where I am in eternity, for eternity. But the thing of not knowing each other, it just is not true. I do not believe that. And one of the things, I started thinking about this, and then I thought of um, Elijah and Moses. They had been gone from the earth for hundreds of years, but they were there on the Mount of Transfiguration with Jesus, Peter, James, and John, and they know who they knew who they were. Mm -hmm. They knew who they were. In fact, I'm not sure which scriptures. Emily, I, I saw you got that song up there. Good for you. That's. Um, but I'm going down to Matthew 17, verses 1 through 8. I'm jumping ahead, and this is yonder number 1 there. Um, so this is Matthew 17, starting at verse 1. It says, Now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up on a high mountain, by themselves, and he was transfigured before them, his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. And behold, Moses and Elijah, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. This is Moses and Elijah. This is the Moses and Elijah that lived, like I say, hundreds of years before. Then Peter, Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. <clears throat> so Peter met Moses and Elijah as well. And they had been gone for many, many years. We'll know each other in heaven. 
We'll know each other in heaven. We will know each other in heaven. I remember one time, one of the towns we were living in before we moved here, we were renting from someone, an older couple, and and he passed away. And I remember going to her house just to extend my my sympathies to her and so forth. And I said, well, it'll be so good because we'll get to see him again one day because I knew he was a believer in Christ. And But she says, oh, really? You think we'll, we'll know each other there? You think I'll really know him, know who he is, and he'll know me? And I could tell she didn't know. That really struck me. You know, I guess I hadn't had that thought. But I'm just speaking this morning to tell you that you're going to know. And this is one of the reasons it's all the more of a motivation or a heart for us to reach out to people. To be praying, interceding for loved ones and others even enemies, that they would come to know Christ. Because it makes a difference when we pray for people. Yes. It binds activity of the enemy, and it opens the door of the Lord to them. They still need to make their own decision. We can't make the decision to receive Christ for someone else. They need to make that decision. I believe the word of God. I believe in Jesus. I believe he came as a babe, born of the Virgin Mary, that he died on this earth for us on the cross, and he rose again. I believe that. I decide that, to believe it. If there's anyone here that hasn't made that decision, I encourage you to do it today or those watching online. I encourage you not to wait another day. Don't wait. Today is the day of salvation. But this desire to be with our loved ones when we transition from this life, you know, when we're living our lives, particularly when we're younger, I'm sure, that may not seem a current issue sometimes. But when we do go to a funeral or memorial service, then it becomes very pertinent, very clear, that there's that time coming when we will no longer be existing here on this earth, but we'll be in another place. The desire to be there Jesus expressed that same desire. He wanted his friends to be with him, near him, fellowshipping with him forever. In John 14, verse 3, Jesus said this, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also that where he is, we might be also. 
He said he would come and receive us to himself. That's what happened that morning three years ago. It was, I don't know if we got up around 5.30, we heard mom, hallelujah. That's what she was doing. She was saying hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Um, and we were sitting in the next, or we were sleeping in the next room, but then we heard her. Actually, it was through the whole night she was, you remember that? She was saying hallelujah, and what else was she saying? Whenever I'd wake up, I'd hear her. She was communing with the Lord. Yes. Yeah. And, but we got about 5.30, and then Judy got to our, Judy Fowler got to our, her place. You remember what time it was? A little before six o'clock, and we were in the room, and Judy came in the bedroom there. Mom was in bed, and Judy went on the other side of the bed. Well, this was Mom, her head was here, and Joyce and I were here, and Judy was there, and and she wanted to have a drink. She wanted the sponge, so she started, we give her that little sponge thing on a stick, and, and Judy noticed she wanted more, and so she said, would you like a straw? And she sucked through a straw, and, and um, drank more than she had probably in three days. And we were thinking, maybe she's reviving here. What, you know, we didn't know what was going on, but then she started saying something, you know, she started looking, you know, she looked around and before that she was having such a hard time moving her head. I mean, she couldn't, it was like she was kind of stuck. Her head was, it was very hard to turn. She started looking around like this, but she was looking through us and beyond us. And she started saying something. I didn't understand it, but Judy did. And what she was saying was, he's here, he's here, he's here, he's here, he's here, he's here. I believe it was Jesus. Jesus said right here in John 14, 3, I will come again and receive you to myself. And I believe that he was there, he had come to help my mom transfer from this realm to the next. It's like slipping out of a glove or, you know, because what it is, is we are, you've heard me say many times, we are spirit beings. We live in a body. We have a mind and soul. We have a soul, which is mind and emotions. And, but when this body is laid down, the Bible calls it sleep. Our spirit leaves, just like a hand slipping out of a glove, and mom went with Jesus. He received her to himself. John 4, 17, 24 says, this was Jesus' prayer just before he went, you know, 
to his passion to just before things things really started happening as far as his sacrifice. But he says in his prayer, Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am. That's his prayer. He says, Father, I desire that they be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. We were in the heart of the Father, I believe, before the foundation of the world. You were. He knew you. He knew you would be. He knew you would be before the foundation of the world. He knew Vela before the foundation of the world. No Vela. So these passages, they clearly confirm that one of the greatest joys of heaven will be our everlasting communion and fellowship. We're going to have a reunion with those we love, be reunited with them. Oh, what a blessing. I mean, what a... Oh, that is a blessing, but... What a motivation to be evangelists, to be proclaimers of the word. For us that are still on this earth, we have a voice that we can use for prayer, but also to speaking in speaking directly to people to bring the word of God, the gospel, the good news, the truth. the gospel, the truth. In heaven we will be together with those that we love and we'll be together with the Lord and we'll be given new bodies. It says in Philippians 3.21 it says he will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own like his own when Jesus rose from the grave. He had flesh and bone, but the life wasn't in the blood anymore. He had given all his blood for us. The life was in the spirit, and that's how ours will be. But he was able to eat. He ate fish with them. Oh, there's a lot. I think we're going to eat in heaven. That's nice, isn't it? <laughs> but I'm sure you like to eat, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why'd God give that to us? You know, and that's something I believe that's going to keep on going too. But our fellowship with our Christian, you know, brothers and sisters will go right on and we'll pick up where we left off, I believe, in many things. I heard a teacher one time teaching and he said he was so disappointed because his father had died young and there were so many things he still wanted to do with his father. 
And it's like the Lord spoke to his heart and he says, who said you can't still do that? You know, when you're back in heaven. I think I'll be doing some gardening with my dad in heaven. That's the last thing I told him. I, I, I said, because he knew he wasn't going to live, and he told me that on the phone. We were on the way back from Sioux Falls. I saw him later, still alive, but he wasn't conscious, but I did talk to him on the phone. And I said... These things are close to our heart, you know. Why would they be? Why would they be so close to our heart if they weren't God put in there by God, you know? I just said, well, Dad, you can start getting the garden. can start getting the garden ready that we can. I knew I was probably going to have a hard time with some of this, but <clears throat> Lord said, just be vulnerable. You know, we will know and recognize Jesus and others, and they'll recognize us. It says in 1 Thessalonians 4, starting in verse 13, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brothers, concerning those who have fallen asleep. And see, that's the bodies dying. It's not soul sleep. To be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord. When we die, we're immediately there with the Lord. We don't go into some kind of a suspended animation where we... But our bodies do sleep. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brothers, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you Sorrow is others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. And that's, again, their bodies. And there's a little note there, B. Well, that's on my footnotes. It says, have died. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first and then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together 
with them in the clouds, it's the glory clouds, to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. We, you, me, Larry, Nicole, Jeff, Lucas, Carson, you know, we, me, you, will be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. And then I got one here, Emily, that you won't have there, but I'm just, this is one of the ones I use very often. It's 1 Corinthians 15 and some verses from there. This is from the Living Bible, but I often use it as at the gravesite because people are always standing there and they have a tendency to think that's my loved one there in, the, in that casket or in the ground or going into the ground. And I say, no, in Christ Jesus. That is not where they are in the ground. They're not in, that's their house, their earth suit. They are with the Lord now. And I said, let's look at the word concerning this and just listen, it won't be on the screen. I tell you this, my brothers, an earthly body made of flesh and blood cannot get into God's kingdom. These perishable bodies of ours are not the right kind to live forever, but I am telling you this strange and wonderful secret. We shall not all die, but we shall all be given new bodies. See, Jesus is coming again. It will happen in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. That's how fast it's going to be. And Jesus is coming to earth again. Like the song says, what if it were today? It will happen in a moment in the twinkling of an eye when the last trumpet is blown, for there will be a trumpet blast from the sky and all the Christians who have died will suddenly receive new bodies that will never, never die. And then we who are still alive shall suddenly have new bodies too, for our earthly bodies, the ones we have now that can die, will be, must be transformed into heavenly bodies that cannot perish, but will live forever and ever. That's a long, well, time isn't, it's not even time. It's beyond time. It's outside of time. That's the thing with those, you know, we, we think, well, my dad now has been gone 19 years or so to heaven but to him I doubt it seems like it may seem just a few minutes a few hours a few days you know it says in the word a thousand days a thousand years is as a day you know I mean you're, you're outside of time When this happens, then at last this scripture will come true. Death is swallowed up in victory. How we thank. Mm -hmm. Say thank. Thank. We thank God for all this. It is he who makes us victorious through Jesus Christ our Lord. So, my dear brothers 
And sisters, since future victory is sure, be strong and steady, always abounding in the Lord's work, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever wasted as it would be if there were no resurrection. I am telling you today, there is a resurrection. It says in 2 Corinthians 4.14, and we'll close with this scripture today. We know that the one who brought the Lord Jesus back to life will also bring us back to life through Jesus. He will present us to God together with you. And that's what's going to happen on that day. When Jesus comes, he's coming with the saints and their bodies will raise up from the grave. They'll be reunited with those, with them. We will never die in that sense. We'll just be changed in the twinkling of an eye, those of us that are here. And it could happen with, in our lifetime. It may. But just like that, our bodies will be changed. They'll receive their new bodies. They'll live forever. And we will know one another. I'll know Gus. I'll know Joyce. Yeah. Many of you know others, you know, that have gone on that you can think of today. How good it will be. But also, one more time, what a motivation for us to get that word out there by whatever means possible. To live diligently diligently for the Lord. Like that scripture we just read, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong and steady, always abounding in the Lord's work. And none of it will be wasted if, as it would be if there were no resurrection. Oh, there's a resurrection for us, our bodies too, and for theirs. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Did you have some before we go? Yeah, the verse he read, 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks, or giving of thanks be to God. Um, I heard a teaching by Pastor Keith Moore that said, where it says, who gives us? It's true, he gives us the victory, but it's also which gives us. Giving thanks to God gives us victory. The actual giving of thanks. The giving of thanks brings victory Amen. to us through our Lord Truly. Jesus Christ. Truly. We Amen. thank you for that, Father. We're capable of giving you thanks because you've given us life and breath. You've given us eyes to see you, ears to hear you. We taste of your word, Lord. It's good. We have love. We have loving relationships, Lord. We're, we're able by an act of our will to choose to be thankful to you. And that's going to help us, Lord, live in victory, in daily victory. Thank you, Lord. We know things don't always go right. We know, we know that, but you're just saying it's an attitude of our heart, Lord. 
And we can see, Lord, even the giving of thanks can open the door for that breakthrough that we so desire. Thank you, Father. We love you, Lord. There's a, there's a little chorus that I think I learned probably in Sunday school. On Some of you know it, probably. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. I asked Julie to help me with this. You can too if you want. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Okay, we got a few announcements besides the one I... Thank you, Pastor Steve. What a great message of thankfulness and honestly hope for tomorrow. And I think in a world right now where sometimes it's hard to find that hope if we're not looking to the right person, right? Exactly. And uh, exactly. I kind of wanted to stay in an attitude of what you were talking about, Pastor Steve, real quickly, and I'll jump into announcements too. Uh, the passage of scripture that I was leaning on this week in thinking about offertory, thinking about giving, thinking about, you know, really what we're looking for to, for thanks. I, I found myself leaning on First John uh, chapter 2, verse 15. You know, this world is temporary, right? Just like Pastor C was talking about, this world is temporary. First John says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in this, excuse me, for everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride in one's possessions is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world with its lust is passing away. But the one who does the will of God remains forever. So in thinking of God's calling, God's will, thinking about God's will in our time right now, Pastor Steve talked about what a water, wonderful motivator it is to be thinking about what's going to happen in eternity. 
Um, this morning, I just challenge you to think about what's going to happen in eternity. Think about what you need to do here to get right with God. Think about what you need to do, what's convicting you right now, to make him the priority, to make God himself, the Godhead, three in one, Father, Spirit, Jesus Christ. What do you need to do to make him number one? And this morning, offering, you know, we challenge ourselves to think about where our heart is. Is our heart with it this morning? Is our heart in our giving? Is our heart in our servitude um, throughout the week? And just think about that this morning as you reflect on your own heart this morning. Where are you putting all of your eggs in the world or in Jesus? Let's pray this morning over the offering and over just the rest of this week too. Father God, we thank you for gathering us here as a body. We thank you, Father, for this moment, this time. Although it is a glimpse, as a, just a little grain of sand, as Pastor Steve was leaning on, time is for us here. When we get to see you in eternity, time is nothing. It's all you, Father. But while we're here, Father, we just pray that you bless every moment, every interaction, every gift, everything that we receive, so that it may be used to further your word, to proclaim the gospel, to bring others to you, Father, so that we can be witnesses, Father. We can live lives that just demonstrate you and what you want for your people. And with that, wonderful name, amen. As Pastor Steve was saying, we have a fellowship meal after church today. Adana and Maria are, as always, preparing a wonderful meal. Just a couple other announcements for you this morning that I have. Um, not a great um, deal of additional announcements, but just as a reminder, we do have Touchpoint, as Pastor C was talking about, 9 a.m. on Wednesdays. Um, we have the Believers are thankful this week, again, to 9 a.m. Youth groups and kids' activities and Bible study are um, for Thanksgiving are on for Thanksgiving break this week. Not off, so we are having them. It says on. Oh, it's just wording. It's my brain. I'm confused. So are on break this week over Thanksgiving. Got it. Had to invert that. I'm going to confuse <laughs> on my own self there. A war of words in my own head. We are looking for someone again to help with elementary kids on Wednesday nights. Please contact Kathy Cootley if you're available. A number should be posted up there, but 218-586-2365. In the announcements, too, I'm not going to read it today, too, but it's a great reminder if you get a chance to check at these emails and all the other announcements, you know, praying and keeping Israel in your heart and mind. We talked about that at the beginning. Uh, God calls us to pray for Israel all the time, pray for peace in Israel specifically, and I pray for our own United States of America, making sure that we pray for our own peace here and unity. Upcoming Sunday morning worship, services and events, you got all those things planned. We've got communion next week, um, and uh, other things are happening too. Special uh, TCC youth-led Christmas service coming up, including a skit they're going to be practicing after the fellowship meal today. Sunday, December 24th, Christmas concert led by Kent and Chantel Dudley and, on, and Ben Didney. And Sunday, December 31st, New Year's Eve morning concert led by Tim and Kathy Pomp. That's what we have for announcements. Again, I want you to have a fantastic day. If there's any other announcements I missed, anything else? All right. Go in peace. Have a great day. Appreciate it.
to stay.